Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we're here with Joan. Joan um, is in my angel membership. She's in the Angel Reiki school. She's been with me since like the very beginning, um, and she's on to share her angel stories today. Joan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julie. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, yay. Yay, me too, of you. Um, So I'm going to have you take it away and share your first angel story. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so this goes back a ways. Um, This is a story of what people might consider coincidences, but I think the people in this group, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My mother-in-law, my husband's mom, was sick for a number of years with ovarian cancer. Um, She wound up passing away on March 21st, 1997. I had taken care of her. So she was a really good friend and also my mother-in-law. So she meant a lot to me. It was was an honor to take care of her as well. Um, So she passed away just days before her 60th birthday. So way too young, missed out on a lot. Later that year, I had gotten pregnant with my third son. I had two boys already. Uh, His due date was due um, April 29th, 1998. As the time drew, drew closer to my delivery date, my doctor made sure to tell me, any sign of anything, you make sure to get to the hospital. My other two boys, came a little bit early. They came a lot fast and we had just moved about 45 minutes away from the hospital. Uh, So he said, any sign of anything, you, you get in there. It's like, all right. Okay. (laughs) So early on the morning of April 7th, I woke up and I noticed a little spotting, which could be a sign of labor. My due date was Oh, I already said that my due date was April 29th. And so this was April 7th, 1998. And so I woke my husband up. I wasn't in too much of a hurry because I wasn't in any kind of active labor or anything like that, which was good because if I was, I'd probably have him in the car. <laughs> so, my husband would not be good with that. So not in too much of a hurry. So when I was getting ready, getting my other boys ready to go to where they needed to go. I remembered what day it was and it was April 7th. And I said, my husband to my husband, and it's your mom's birthday today. So 
she was, she was going to be 60, 61. And my son was born on her birthday. He was three weeks early. It was one year after she had passed away. And later in March, my father-in-law had mentioned to us that he was going to be getting married to the gal that he had started dating and which was, which was wonderful. We were happy for him. We were excited for him, but I could see my mother-in-law. She was up in heaven, <laughs> wagging her finger like she used to do. <laughs> you are not going to forget about me this quick. <laughs> not that we would ever forget about her, but a lot was going on and he was getting remarried and that kind of stuff. So I just feel honored for her to choose my youngest son to be the special one that she can connect with, even though she never got to meet him. So that's the first part of that story. The second part of the story um, ties in a little bit with my same son. And this is on now my side of the family. So um, my brother passed away and he had three kids and two of the, his two girls were young. They were five and seven when they, when he passed away and my mom and dad were able to get custody of the girls and because their mom was not able to take care of them either. Um, so my mom and dad got custody, but they had already raised nine kids. So they were older. They had raised nine kids. They were going to do this, but needed help from all of their kids that they had. So we took turns on weekends and that kind of stuff with the girls to help them uh, with stress. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And I had, I was a stay at home mom with my three boys and I was able to have the girls for five summers a little bit later on in, in their lives. And so they were really a lot like my girls. I took them shopping. I did things that I didn't get to do with my boys that you get to do with little girls. Not that you can't do that with boys, but it's just a different feeling boys and girls. So the, when my brother passed away, my older niece was seven and then I was pregnant with my youngest son. So this was February of 1998. And as you know, now my youngest son was born April 7th. So it was just a couple of months after my brother passed away that my son was born. And my niece being seven years old, she really had this, got this connection with my son. It was like she had a huge loss and now here's this beautiful baby. And she really, being seven years old, needed that in her life. And it's always been Taylor and Peter. My son is Peter and my niece is Taylor. It's like Taylor, Peter, Taylor, Peter. And I've got millions of pictures of them. They have a really, really special bond to this day. It's really, really nice. So later now, we're coming up to 2019. My niece gets pregnant, the same niece that was seven when her dad passed away. She got pregnant and she, um, her due date was at the end or middle of April and comes 2020, April, 2020, 
middle of COVID, all that kind of stuff. Um, she was really nervous because she didn't know if she was going to be able to have anybody in the delivery room. Um, so she wound up delivering at a hospital that had midwives that delivered instead of doctors, which I think helped a little bit in the sense that she was able to have two people in the delivery room, which was her fiance and me, which was amazing because she her her mom also has passed away. So she doesn't have a biological mom or dad. So I kind of filled in that role for her and with her. So when she went into labor that morning, she called me and everything. And it was April 7th, 2020, which is the same day that my mother-in-law's birthday and the same day that my son was born. And now out of all of my siblings, out of all of the cousins and everything that could have had babies, it was my niece that we're super close to, that she has a bond with my son and her daughter was born on his birthday, April 7th, 2020. So I just, there's just this beautiful connection and woven through both for me, both sides of my family. It was just, it was really beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Um, there is so much meaning behind that. Have you ever gone on Joanne Sacred Scribes number index and looked I up? What uh, well, I, I have, but I haven't looked up lots and lots of numbers just here and there. I wonder if you look up April 7th, like oh. um, like four or seven. Uh-huh. I had to count. I will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you had to count April. Yeah, I had to count. Oh. April is the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I will do that. Yeah. We're seven and see see what it means and that significance as well. Um, so much significance though to your your um, you know, family though on the other side and her family on the other side, and that's so yeah. special. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like I it. That. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thanks, Joan. You are welcome. I'll have you dive into your next one. Yeah, I do have another one, a couple more, but um, yeah. yeah, all kinds of stuff. So I was driving to work. I, you know, I would, it's, this was probably about three years ago, driving to work. I'd take the same route to work every day. It's only about two miles away. Um, and there's a couple of the, you know, public bus stops along the way. And I would notice this gentleman that resembled my brother. And he, he had, he was a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier. And he had this beautiful long ponytail. My brother had this beautiful hair that I wished I had, <laughs> but in this beautiful, in his ponytail was like this big, it was a beautiful hair. And I would, I would notice him as he was standing at the bus stop. And it's like, Oh, kind of reminds me of my brother, you know, that had passed away back in 1998. And there was one day when I was driving by and I looked over and it, he was my brother. He was my brother and I couldn't help. I didn't even try or think about it, but tears came out of my eyes and my brother just washed over me. But it was, it's so interesting that I know we've talked, I know you've talked before about how, they can kind of manifest into a human being for what we need to see. Mm -hmm. It's just so interesting seeing this gentleman time after time 
And then one day it was him. It was my brother. It wasn't this other gentleman that resembled my brother. That's amazing. Yeah. And kind of around the same age, give or take. And anyway, so. Doppelganger. A doppelganger for sure. Yeah. That's (laughs) amazing. Well, and what's interesting about that is I feel a lot of times that when they do that, they really want you to feel their presence. So I think it's really interesting that you said you felt like him wash over you explain what that meant or explain like what that felt like to you so that people can better understand. Yeah. I think, I think washing over me in that I had, I had tears streaming down my eyes without before I was even was almost past the past the bus stop as I was driving. Um, it's just this kind of this warmth of this feeling, just whoosh, from kind of from the top to the bottom and the tears came along with that, that whoosh. And so luckily I was in my neighborhood, not on the freeway. Oh. <laughs> um, I was safe. I was safe. Yeah. But does that help? Yeah. And sometimes when I feel that too, it's like this immediate just presence that's there with you. And sometimes you're right. It has that uncontrollable emotion, almost like when we wake up from a visitation dream. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's so special too is oftentimes you can almost feel like you're getting a hug from them, like, like their presence when it um, washes over you. To me, it feels like this warm, loving embrace and your heart just kind of melts into this peace and this ease and this love. And you're like, Oh, it's as if you're right here in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was right there. It was a little unfortunate that was already on my way to work. (laughs) Yeah. I was all sad at work. I love it though. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, going back to your first one, I think dates are so fascinating because like you really can't make that up after out of 365 days out of the year to have that same birth date twice, yeah. three times in the family. I once, uh, when I was growing up, lived on a street where this woman had three different children, not triplets. There were no twins, but each of the children was born on the exact same day. Wow. Isn't that like the same date out of the year? I couldn't believe yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I was I was born on my sister's birthday. Three years Get apart. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. And we have we have a connection. We've always had a really good connection. I was really always always glad that it was her and not my brother, yeah. who's just a year older than I am. Um, a year and six days. So I was almost close to that. But I was born on her birthday. And then when we had our kids. So she had her son three years before my oldest son was born, but he was, he was due on um, April 28th, I think. And then it was born on August or August 28th. And then was born on August 1st. My son, my oldest son was born three years later. So she and I are three years apart. I got pregnant with my first son three years after her son. Our due dates were exactly the same. We wound up having our kids on different days. They were both born on Tuesdays. They were both born in the morning. We both had <laughs> fairly quick labors. And it, so there's so many, I don't know, 
I don't know if they're they don't want to call them yes. coincidences, but the coincidences between my yes. sister and I, we have this really special bond in that way as well. We got got to thinking about it a couple of years ago. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Three quick announcements. Our new kids podcast begins January 1st. If your child would like to be on the show to ask me a question, share a spiritual encounter, or talk about their gifts, message me on Instagram at Angel Podcast. Also, it's not too late to take my new course with brand new content called Find Your Purpose in 30 Days. Find the clarity, direction, and roadmap you've been searching for in my brand new course, Find Your Purpose in 30 Days. Sign up today at theangelmedium.com. Lastly, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. I know you have a, a bunch of angel stories. Is there another one? Yeah. I, you mentioned visitation dreams, and I always like to hear other people's visitation dreams. So again, with my brother, I not too long after he passed away, I had what I know was a visitation dream. And he was there at the foot of my bed as I was sleeping. He came to me in at the foot of my bed. And in my dream, I woke up and it's like, Tim, what are you doing here? I, you know, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? And he said, I came to say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. And that's all he said, but that meant to me, you guys all had your chance to say goodbye to me, you know, at the funeral and that kind of stuff. Um, so I came to say goodbye to you. And it was, it was really special. He, he died of a drug, you know, drug overdose and wasn't super present in our lives for a number of years. And so we didn't, we didn't talk a whole lot, but our family always, always talked about how important it was to have him be there if he could. And he just, yeah, it things took over and it didn't work. So with that dream, it was cool. And I was I was telling some of my family a couple of months later about this dream. And my sister-in-law, another brother's wife, she said, What? She said, I had the same dream. She said, except I was she in her dream, she was on the side of her house doing some gardening, and he walked around the corner of the house, and she's same thing, like what are you doing here? And he said, I came to say goodbye to you. And meaning she had already said goodbye to him. And then probably the, it, so my brother was passed away in 1998. And this was probably only a couple, probably five years ago. Uh, my brother that lives in Arizona came up to visit for Christmas time. And we were chatting about stuff and we got onto the subject of this and he had the same dream. So there was, there was at least three of us in the family that had this exact same dream where in different scenarios, my brother came and said goodbye to us. Like he came to each one of you, like he did in your dream and said, this is my time to say goodbye to you. Correct. Yeah. And how many family members did this happen to? Um, At least three of us. Oh, wow. 
So now I know, I, I knew a hundred percent that it was a visitation dream from him because it was so real. When I woke up, it was like, he was, he had been there. And now I know for sure, a hundred percent, 110% that it was definitely him. So. Wow. That reminds me of the story that we had on the show. I think it was like Thanksgiving of 2021, where the three sisters, their mom had passed. And this is the only this is the second time I've heard this kind of scenario with dreams. I, this is, I think, rare to me because okay. uh, we get thousands of angel stories. And uh, one of the daughter's dreams with her mom coming through and this visitation dream, her mom said, oh, there's your sister. I have to go over there. And and then she talked to her sister the next morning and their dreams almost like lined up where mom was in both dreams. It was just wild. It fit together like a puzzle piece. Nice. That's yeah. It is. Spirit is just wild in how they can come through and the miracles that they can bring because that's the ultimate comfort and validation. Like you had to know, like, you know, like, you know, when he comes in and three family members dreams with the same exact message. Okay. He's on the other side. He's okay. He's at peace. And, and this really is his time to, to talk to us. Yeah. 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 So I'm, oh. I was lucky, lucky that I was able to grow up with that. My, my mom was always really open about that kind of stuff. So I'm, I've always, I've always known about it and stuff, you know, the, the other side and it's there and it's real and they can come visit us. And so I, I've always been blessed to be able to have that as well. I love that. You know, what's interesting, we haven't talked about this in a long time on the show, but do you remember, like, if you can go back to your conscious recollection of that dream, did you actually hear him talk or see his mouth move? Or did you, was it kind of more of like a telepathic wording that you just grasped, you know, like you the meaning of? Yeah, you know, I, my recollection, I don't know 100%, but if I was to not guess, but if I was to say something, I think it would probably be that he just, I just knew what he was saying without yeah. him, without him actually speaking. You know, what's yeah. interesting, because you and I have talked before, and we've had a lot of sessions in the past, and we brought through your brother, but I've never heard like them put it in this way. But what he just said is, we also use that as a tool to help you understand what it's like and the language of communicating with the other side because it is different. You're not hearing a voice. You're hearing right. like you're hearing it in a different way. But then when you're actually awake too, oftentimes that's what it's like as well. It's this knowingness or this telepathic communication of energy mm-hmm. and and you just know what's being said. Yeah. 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 So I do have I do have thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. I do have one from the Angel Reiki School. If yeah. you want to hear that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well tell everybody because you you've gone through the Angel Reiki School and you're I, just graduating at the end of this month. No, I newly graduated. Newly graduated. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm all done. Probably Yay! get my certificate soon. Yay! Yes. But one, th- one thing that happened that 
was kind of cool is um, the way that somebody came to me, not necessarily my session with her. And so I reached out, I reached out to an acquaintance and um, I was drawn to her in the sense that she she reached out and she was having some trouble with some pregnancy. And so I said, I'm doing the angel Reiki school and would you mind being a volunteer? And so as we were talking beforehand, she said, oh my gosh, she said, my dad, my dad really kind of, kind of pushed me to ask for some help and guidance and that kind of stuff. And she's, she's like, cause her dad was recently passed away and I was drawn to her in the sense of her name, her name was Janet or is Janet. And my mother-in-law who passed away yeah. was Janet. And so it just kind of resonated a little bit there. And with her dad saying, anyway, her dad was strongly involved in her thought process. She's praying to her dad, you know, what should I do? And um, so when she and I were talking, it got to be that my mother-in-law and her father were up there in cahoots, kind of drawing <laughs> us together. We both really felt kind of drawn together in the sense of this was meant to happen today on this day. You know, you were you were needing some help and I was able to reach out. And I love so, that. Yeah. So it wasn't about the session as much, but it kind of the prior to the session that that we both kind of reached out and it worked and it was great. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Tell everybody about like your experience with the Angel Reiki school and and like maybe kind of what you got out of it. Yeah. So I had known that I needed to do the Angel Reiki school for myself kind of from the very beginning, a couple, two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it took, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> no, it was good. It was so I I needed to do for myself, I needed to do some of the angel membership. I'm super glad for myself that I did the angel membership first. It, for me, it opened up a little bit more to the angel Reiki school. Because you learned about like oneness, you learned about who all the angels were, you yeah. kind of like marinated in that for a while. And then yeah. it made it Learn. easier to it kind made of go- it easier. Yeah. Going through that whole year with, like you just said, the, the angels, the one, the oneness is, is huge. And that's the very starting point. Um, but also learning about my inner child and kind of how that works and how to, how to kind of go into somebody else's solar plexus and feel what might need to be working on with that inner child. So, I know now how that works for myself and all that different stuff. Um, the pro- the process you go through so in detail, Julie. It's it's amazing. Week by week, it's very well it, very well laid out, very simply laid out, and we have to do the work. But it's it, we know what to do as students because you've done such a great job with it. Um, and then week by week, it it truly is amazing watching yourself grow and get a little more relaxed and 
at first I was like nervous and my whole body got really hot and warm. And then towards the end of those eight weeks, I wasn't as nervous, still a little bit nervous. You know, you're working on somebody and you're working in their energy. And that's a, that's a really sacred space for people. And the fact that they trust you to be able to do that is a, it's an honor and it's a big, it's a big responsibility. But I also, but I also, I was hot and sweaty at first. And then towards the end, I was able to really kind of get my energies flowing through my arms and through my hands and, and concentrate it more. It's really an interesting process. It's fun. It is, you know, um, you're Mm -hmm. reminding me of something that I've never talked about before on the podcast, but I've only always been a person who loved the saying, uh, cold hands, warm heart, because my hands are always freezing until I start doing my sessions and then they're burning up like they're just so so hot and it is a sign because you're running energy through your hands the energy is kind of coming out of your palms and into the person um but it's a Mm -hmm. sign of a healer yeah yeah I can definitely feel now the energy kind of pushing through and into those different chakras and stuff with the, with the volunteers. So it was, it was great. It was really good. Tell people about the first time that you got a piece of validation where you're like, Oh my God, I couldn't have known that. Yeah. I was um, one of the ones that popped out is I wanted to do it for myself in before a session. And I was talking to a gal in during our session, I before the session, I was meditating and praying. It's like, okay, what can I think about her that I don't know? And immediately boy and girl popped in and I don't, I didn't know anything about her. I knew, I knew who she was, but I don't know anything about her anything else. And so we started talking about kids afterwards and stuff. And she has a boy and a girl. And I almost didn't bring it up because you know, it's, I wanted to make sure that I was right and or <laughs> didn't want her to think I was totally wacko Yeah, because, oh boy, girl, that's kind of an easy thing. Yeah. I, you know, we all, our egoic minds kind of come in, mm-hmm. um, but she says, yeah, I have a girl and I have a boy. I'm like, oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm so excited for you because I know that you are a messenger and I know that your gifts have developed and they're going to keep like continue developing. And I'm just so excited to watch you just grow and where this journey leads you as a healer um, yourself. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, this has been, this has been fun. I know I've and I know I've tried to think about being on the podcast a lot, a lot of times and I just never have done it. So thank you for the push. I needed it. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joan, for being on. And for everybody listening, if you have an angel story that you want to share, we are definitely looking to share your stories. You can go over to theangelmedium.com and um, submit your story. You can go over to the menu and you'll find the um, angel story page where you can submit um, Uh, your story and we can have you on the show. Thank you. I hope you have a blessed, blessed day. And, and I'm just so excited to stay in touch and see how everything unfolds. Thank you, Julie. I really appreciate your time.
Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.